Our dear loving Father in heaven, glory be unto your name for the privilege of life. We thank you every day for it and we cannot stop thanking you for giving us this privilege. It is not by our righteousness or our goodness, but in your great love and mercy. Lord, please consecrate us to your service. May our whole mind, body, soul and spirit be consecrated to you to be used for your service. Lord, please shed your love abroad in our hearts that we may be motivated by this love to be loyal to you and render service to you with a loving heart. Lord, for that purpose, we pray that the devotion we are about to go through now will help us increase our faith and love for you, that the words that will be spoken, please, Lord, through thy spirit, put it in my mouth, that it may be a blessing and a source of edification and also an uplifting for everyone who would listen. Build us up into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is my prayer. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage April 22 Only God could do it. All the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. Joshua chapter 6 verse 5 At the taking of Jericho, the mighty general of armies planned the battle in such simplicity that no human being could take the glory to himself. No human hand must cast down the walls of the city, lest man should take to himself the glory of victory. So today, no human being is to take to himself glory for the work he accomplishes. The Lord alone is to be magnified. Oh, that men would see the necessity for looking to God for their orders. The Lord marshaled his armies about the doomed city. No human hand was raised against it. The hosts of heaven overthrew its walls that God's name alone might have the glory. It was that proud city whose mighty bulwarks had struck terror to the unbelieving spies. Now in the capture of Jericho, God declared to the Hebrews that their fathers might have possessed the city forty years before had they but trusted in him. Men's weakness shall find supernatural strength and help in every stern conflict to do the deeds of omnipotence and perseverance in faith, and perfect trust in God will ensure success. While the past confederacy of evil is arrayed against them, he bids them to be brave and strong and fight valiantly for they have a heaven to win, and they have more than an angel in their ranks. The mighty general of armies leads on the armies of heaven. As on the occasion of the taking of Jericho, not one of the armies of Israel could boast of exercising their finite strength to overthrow the walls of the city. But the captain of the Lord's hosts planned that battle in the greatest simplicity that the Lord alone should receive the glory and man should not be exalted. God has promised us all power, for the promise is unto you and your children, and to all that are afar off, 
even as many as the Lord our God shall call. There must be continual faith and trust in the captain of our salvation. We must obey his orders. The walls of Jericho came down as a result of obeying orders. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Only God Could Do It. Our key text is taken from the book of Joshua chapter 6 verse 5 which says, All the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city shall fall down flat. Joshua, as we saw, having realized that he had an invisible ally, received instruction from this ally and he was told exactly what to do in order to conquer Jericho. But before we talk about this, we must understand the nature of the enemies in Jericho. Reading Patriarchs and Prophets, page 487, paragraph 2, it says, On the border of a fertile plain abounding with the rich and varied products, productions of the tropics, its palaces and temples, the abode of luxury and vice, this proud city, behind its massive battlements, offered defiance to the God of Israel. Jericho was one of the principal seats of idol worship, being especially devoted to Ashtaroth, the goddess of the moon. Here centered all that was vilest and most degrading in the religion of the Canaanites. The people of Israel, in whose minds were fresh, the fearful results of their sin at Beth Peor, could look upon this hidden city only with disgust and horror." End of quote. What will this symbolize for us today? A city like Jericho, and in it is contained the vilest of the vileness of Canaan. In it is contained idol worship with all its train of iniquity involved in the worship services of Ashtoreth, the goddess of the moon. Here we cannot expect anything less than all the sexual reverie and pride of appearance in dress and all the other uh, partings and uh, revelings in drinking and drunkenness. This was the capital of evil and we may have the capital of evil in our minds too. But then not only was this a scene of vice, a place where the evil was going on in Canaan, but it was well protected. In Deuteronomy chapter 9, when Moses was talking about the nature of the cities in Canaan, he said in verse 1, Hear, O Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day. Remember? Pass over Jordan. So what were they going to see when they passed over Jordan? He says, To go in to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself, cities great and fenced up to the heaven, a people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest, and of whom thou hast heard say, Who can stand before the children of Anak? Understand therefore this day, that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee as a consuming fire. He shall destroy them, and he shall bring them down before thy face. So shall thou drive them out and destroy them quickly, as the Lord hath said unto thee. Amen. Our devotion's title is only God could do it. So, 
Moses going on in Deuteronomy 9 verse 4 emphasizes this point that only God can do it. He said now, Speak not thou in thine heart. After that the Lord thy God hath cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness the Lord hath brought me in to possess this land. But for the wickedness of these nations the Lord doth drive them out from before thee, not, not for thy righteousness or for thy uprightness of thine heart. Dost thou go to possess thy land? But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord thy God doth drive them from out from before thee, and that he may perform the word which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To have more information about this land, first of all, we've just seen the information. Moses himself said, These people are greater and mightier than yourself, O Israel. Not only are they greater and mightier, they are these are the children of Anak. They are renowned for their might. Not only are they renowned for their might, the city itself is hard to penetrate. It says that these cities are fenced up to the heavens. Jericho was indeed fenced up to the heavens. Reading from Patriarchs and Prophets, page 487, paragraph 1, it says, The Hebrews had entered Canaan, but they had not subdued it. And to human appearance, the struggle to gain possession of the land must be long and difficult. It was inhabited by a powerful race who stood ready to oppose the invasion of their territory. The various tribes were bound together by the fear of a common danger. Their horses and their iron, bat iron battle chariots, their knowledge of the country and their training in war would give them great advantage. Furthermore, the country was guarded by fortresses, cities great and fenced up to heaven. Only in the assurance of his strength, not their own, could the Israelites hope for success in the impending conflict. End of quote. And this is the message that the Lord wants us to get today. Only in the assurance of his strength, not our own, can we today bring down the Jericho walls in our lives. Not only the walls, but to take out the vileness and the corruption in our hearts. Our own minds are like Jericho. By long indulgence in sin, some have been addicted to evil. Long indulgence, it is difficult to stop the evil things we have done. Oh, by long indulgence, walls have been built up. What were the walls of Jericho like? The walls of Jericho were, as, as we read by Moses, indeed fortified. Walls that are high up to the heavens. Reading from the history of Israel.com, it tells us that on top of the stone retain on top of the stone retaining wall stood another wall made of mud bricks six feet thick and 20 to 26 feet high together these two walls combined to form a fortification 32 to 41 feet high to put this into perspective envision a four-story tall building such was the height of the walls of Jericho. Wow! A four-story tall building. That's one story, another, another. That's We have four stories. That was the height of the wall in Jericho. But it wasn't just a thin wall. Like we read, it was about six feet thick. A car can ride on that wall. That's how big this wall is. And you can now understand why the Israelites will look at this wall and know it is impossible for any human being to penetrate this wall. In fact, reading from Joshua chapter, Joshua chapter 6 verse 1, it says, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. 
So nobody could enter it. It was impenetrable. And the people in Jericho were confident that the Israelites cannot penetrate Jericho. And just as the devil is confident that the way he has trained many and led many into sin, he's, he feels confident that it is impossible to penetrate. And it is impossible for us to get the victory over sin. But as we learn how Jericho was overcome, not by human hand, and by, but rather by following the orders of God, we can learn a lesson for ourselves that it is not by our own human wisdom that we will overcome, but by following orders. It says in Joshua 6 verse 2, And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor, and ye shall possess the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days, and seven priests shall bear, bear before the ark seven trumpets of rams, horns, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass, that when they make a long blast, with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend every man straight before him. And what happened? Joshua did exactly as the Lord told him to do. And what happened in verse 16? It says, And it came to pass at the seventh time, that is, on the seventh day, they started to go around. This was something remarkable. The people of Jericho had fortified their city, closed the gates, and they were standing on the towers. Every early morning, they will hear the sound of a trumpet. Everyone will gather to look what is going on, and they see the children of Israel marching reverently, silently. They were told not to make a noise, not even a word should come out of their mouth. The priests carrying the ark on their shoulders will lead the way, and the soldiers behind them, and they will go to the walls of Jericho silently the people in jericho will be hearing the march that's just the noise they'll be hearing the noise of the walking of the children of israel and they'll be hearing it and they will go around the wall and after going around the wall they blow the trumpet again and they return back there must have been some disdain and contempt in the minds of the people in jericho because when they see them coming the first time they'll be thinking oh they're coming for, for war let's see how there's no need to fight them let's see how they're going to enter into this place to fight us and then the first what they see the people are just marching around. What if you were in Jericho, you'd be wondering, what's the next thing they are going to do? They march around, march around, and they are expecting. The next thing, they see them going back. And then everybody's mind goes down and it's calm. Oh, they, they can't do anything. They've gone around the walls and they've seen that there's no way for them to enter and they are returning back. But then the silence of the people will arouse the curiosity of the people in Jericho, wondering, what, what are these people up to? They come the second day, third, fourth, fifth, sixth day. And they return back exactly as they did in the previous days. But on the seventh day, they go around the first time, second time, third time, fourth time, fifth, sixth, and then the seventh time. Joshua 6 verse 16. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpets. Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city, and the city shall be accursed, even it, and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, and she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that, were, that we sent. And ye in any wise, 
Keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest you make yourselves accursed when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron and consec consecrated unto the Lord, they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass, when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city, and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house, and bring out thence the woman, and all that she hath, as, she, as ye swear unto her. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had and they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. Amen. The Lord alone could do this. The walls of Jericho could not be brought down by any human hand. And what is the lesson that the Lord would have taught, wanted to teach the children of Israel and wants to teach us today? The lesson is this, that we must have continual faith and trust in the captain of our salvation we must obey his orders except by obeying his orders we cannot get the victory the walls of jericho came down as a result of obeying orders and also the lord will help us to know that it is not by our human strength that we can overcome sin but rather by trusting in god reading from our devotion we were told that no human hand must cast down the walls of the city, lest man should take to himself the glory and the victory. How about the previous victories they had? It was the same thing. When Moses was recounting to them what kind of victory the Lord gave to them, that is before crossing Jordan, when they conquered Og of Bashan and they conquered um, the, the Amorites. Hear what Moses said in Deuteronomy 3 verse 1. He says, Then we turned and went up the way to Bashan, and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us, he and all his people, to do to battle at Edre. And the Lord said unto me, Fear him not, for I will deliver him and all his people and his land into thy hand, and thou shalt do unto him as thou didst unto Sihon, the king of the Amorites, which dwelt in Heshbon. So the Lord our God delivered into our hands Og also the king of Bashan and all his people, and we smote him until there was none left to him remaining. And we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we took not from him. Three score cities, that is sixty cities, all the region of Argob, the kingdom of Og in Bashan. All these cities were fenced with high walls, gates and bars, besides unwalled towns and a great many, and we utterly destroyed them, as we did unto Sihon king of Heshbon, utterly destroying the men, women, and children of every city. But all the cattle and the spoil of the cities we took for a prey to ourselves, and we took at that time out of the hand of the two kings of the Amorites the land that was on this side Jordan, from the river of Arnon unto Mount Hermon, which Hermon the Sidonians call Sirion, and the Amorites call it Shenai and the cities of the plain and all Gilead and all Bashan unto Salkar and Adre, cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan. For only Og, king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of giants. Behold, his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. Is he not in Rabat of the children of Armon? 
nine cubits was the length thereof, and four cubits the breadth of it, after the cubit of a man. Wow. A cubit, like we already know, is the length of a man's hand from the elbow to the tip of the fingers. So when you talk of nine cubits, you can imagine how tall that man was when you used nine cubits of Moses' day. It was actually bigger than nine cubits of today. These were giants. Their cities were walled. Over and over, God gave the children of Israel victories over these walled cities with bars of iron gates, with gates that were having iron bars. The Lord destroyed them. Only through God can we get the victory. Commenting on this victory that Moses gave the children of Israel, reading Patriarchs, that God gave the children of Israel through Moses, reading Patriarchs and Prophets, page 436, paragraph 1, we are told, when the Hebrews looked upon the lofty form of that giant of giants, towering above the soldiers of his army, when they saw the hosts that surrounded him, and beheld the seemingly impregnable fortress behind which unseen thousands were entrenched, the hearts of many in Israel quaked with fear. But Moses was calm and firm. The Lord had said concerning the king of Bashan, Fear him not, for I will deliver him and all his people and his land into thy hand. And thou shalt do unto him as thou did unto Sihon king of the Amorites which dwelt at Heshbon. The calm faith of their leader inspired the people with confidence in God. They trusted to his omnipotent arm. This is our lesson. Trust to the omnipotent arm of God. And he did not fail them. Not mighty giants, nor walled cities, armed hosts, nor rocky fortresses could stand before the captain of the Lord's hosts. The Lord led the army. The Lord discomfited the, the enemy. The Lord conquered in behalf of Israel. The giant king and his army were destroyed, and the Israelites soon took possession of the whole country. Thus was blotted from the earth that strange people who had given themselves up to iniquity and abominable idolatry. End of quote. Do you know that within us are strange people given up to wickedness and idolatry? that the Lord sees and we also ought to see as the giant Og of Bashan and the walls of Jericho, the vices contained in our minds, in our hearts, long-established habits of vice. But the Lord can give us the victory. We may look at these vices and ask ourselves, how can I defeat it? Where am I to start from? How can I overcome? Only the Lord can do it for us. And that is why he gives us simple methods in the, showing us how to overcome. Reading from our devotion for today, Conflict and Courage, page 118, paragraph 4, we were told, Men's weakness shall find supernatural strength and help in every stern conflict. To do the deeds of omnipotence and perseverance in faith and perfect trust in God will ensure success. While the past confederacy of evil is arrayed against them, he bids them to be brave and strong and fight valiantly. For they have a heaven to win, and they have more than an angel in their ranks. The mighty general of armies leads on the armies of heaven. As on the occasion of the taking of Jericho, not one of the armies of Israel could boast of exercising their finite strength to overcome the walls of the city. But the captain of the Lord's host planned that battle in the greatest simplicity, that the Lord alone should receive the glory and man should not be exalted. You see, today, the Jericho walls of sin is what we have to fight. 
Look at the simple method the Lord used to overcome them. The Lord has given us simple methods today to overcome the sin in our lives so that we won't take glory to ourselves and say, oh, it is by our righteousness and by our hands that we overcame. It is the Lord alone that can do it. The Jericho walls of sins that we have to fight today is before us. As years have gone by and many have given a false report concerning the land, the 10 spies who represent the pastors today who are saying, the people today who are saying, it is impossible to enter these walls, they are high. That is the report. The work has become more difficult because of long waiting. Even in our history as Christians, many years ago, our pioneers in some years when the Lord brought the message of righteousness by faith to our fathers, what happened? The message was rejected. Many said it is impossible to live a righteous life. It's impossible to perfect Christian character. Many years have gone by. Sin has increased. Satan has made this world to be a hub of temptation and sin. The hour of temptation is here now before all men trying everybody. It is now more difficult to overcome. That's how it was for the children of Israel. We represent the children, those who were little children, 19 years and downward. Today, the Lord wants to overcome with us, even though it is more difficult. Reading Patriarchs and Prophet, page 436, paragraph 3, we are told, In the conquest of Gilead and Bashan, there were many who recalled the events, which nearly 40 years before had in Kadesh doomed Israel to the long desert wandering. They saw that the report of the spies concerning the promised land was in many respects correct. The cities were walled and very great, and were inhabited by, inhabited by giants in comparison with whom the Hebrews were mere pygmies. But they could now see that the fatal mistake of their fathers had been in tr- distrusting the power of God. This alone had prevented them from at once entering the goodly land. When they were at first preparing to enter Canaan, the undertaking was attended with far less difficulty than now. God had promised his people that if they would obey his voice, he would go before them and fight them, and he would also send hornets to drive out the inhabitants of the land. The fears of the nations had not been generally aroused, and little preparation had been made to oppose their progress. But when the Lord now bade Israel go forward, they must advance against alert and powerful foes and must contend with large and well-trained armies that had been preparing to resist their approach. End of quote. Why is it that Jericho was preparing? Do you remember that when the ten spies gave their false report and the children of Israel rebelled, God said they are going to stay 40 years in Israel. The next day in the wilderness, the next day the people said, oh, we are going to fight. And they went to fight when Moses told them, don't go, the Lord is not with you. They went to fight the Canaanites. The Canaanites discomfited them and destroyed them. Now the Canaanites were aware that there were a people called Israel who were coming to take their land. Forty years they were preparing. It was now more difficult than that time when the Lord told them to go. That time the people were not aware of the danger. They didn't know that the Israelites were coming. If they knew, they did not really understand the danger. But now, forty years later, they had trained themselves. They were ready for battle. It was more difficult by human strength to do the work. But by God's strength, it's the same thing. Whether they have fortified themselves now or 40 years before when they were not fortified, it is still the same thing. But the children of Israel now understood what we need to understand today. Over the years, people have been giving a false report that it is impossible to overcome sin. But 
we need to understand it is impossible when you use your human strength but not when god is with you as the title of our devotion says only god could do it but is god not there he can do it no matter how strong the temptation is no matter how long established your bad habits are the lord can do it and we are to trust in him reading from patriarchs and prophets page 437 paragraph 1 it says in their conquests with Og and Sihon the people were brought to the same test beneath which their fathers had so signally failed but the trial was now far more severe than when God had commanded Israel to go forward the difficulties in their way had greatly increased since they refused to advance when bidding to do so in the name of the Lord it is thus that God still tests his people and if they fail to endure the trial he brings them again to the same point and the second time the trial will come closer and be more severe than the preceding. This is continued until they bear the test or, if they are still rebellious, God redraws his light from them and leaves them in darkness. The Hebrews now remembered how once before, when their forces had gone to battle, they had been routed and thousands slain, but they had, they had then gone in direct opposition to the command of God. They had gone out without Moses, God's appointed leader, without the cloudy pillar, the symbol of the divine presence, and without the ark. But now Moses was with them, strengthening their hearts with words of hope and faith. The Son of God, enshrined in the cloudy, in cloudy pillar, led the way. The sacred ark accompanied the host. This experience has a lesson for us. The mighty God of Israel is our God. In Him we may trust. And if we obey his requirements, he will work for us in a signal a manner as he did for the ancient people. Everyone who seeks to follow the path of duty will at times be assailed, with assailed by doubt and unbelief. The way will sometimes be so barred by obstacles apparently insurmountable as to dishearten those who will yield to discouragement. But God is saying to such Go forward. Do your duty. Please hear these words very well. God is saying to us, Go forward. Do your duty at any cost. The difficulties that seem so formidable, that fill your soul with dread, will vanish as you move forward in the path of obedience, humbly trusting in God. End of quote. Only God can do it. But we must follow orders. The last paragraph of our devotion tells us clearly this work of following orders. There must be continual faith and trust in the captain of our salvation. We must obey his orders. The walls of Jericho came down as a result of obeying orders. In another place we were told, as on the occasion of the taking of Jericho, not one armies, not one of the armies of Israel could boast of exercising their finite strength to overthrow the walls of the city. But the captain of the Lord's host planned that battle in the greatest simplicity. Do you know that the Lord has appointed simple ways today for us to overcome? The work is now left for us to do. Our fathers may have been st a stiff-necked people and we may not be any better than they. However, it is not our righteousness we are to trust to or our human strength. As the next generation, we are to trust to God's strength and have faith in his power to save. What is your Jericho wall? Perhaps pride, envy, jealousy, love of pleasure. You love to watch movies, love to go to the theaters, love to listen to the worldly music. 
perhaps it is sensual indulgence addicted to all kinds of sexual sin whether it is pornography masturbation or maybe it is food that is your problem which one is its appetite as the children of israel marched around those fortified walls of jericho it looked like a foolish thing what we have to do is follow the lord's orders do your duty these are the two lessons we need to take home while remembering that it is only God that can do it. As the children of Israel marched around those fortified walls of Jericho, it looked like a foolish thing, a very lame and weak effort. But they patiently and reverently obeyed the instruction given. And through this, this apparently weak and foolish act, the walls of Jericho fell down flat. It has always been God's way to use the simple things to overcome great things so that we will not take the glory to ourselves. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 27 to 29 makes us understand this. It says, But God has f- chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised has God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. I want us to focus on these words here in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 28. It says that God has chosen the weak things, verse 27, weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. Now verse 28 says that the base things of the world, the things which are despised, has God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught those things that are. But we are to follow orders. What are these foolish things that the Lord has asked us to do? Just like the marching around Jericho seven times. What is our own marching around Jericho today? To bring about the victory of Jericho, of the Jericho of sin in our lives and its impenetrable walls. I present to you one of the most potent but simple things that is despised by many that the Lord wants to use to bring down the walls of sin in our lives. Councils on Diets and Foods, page 77, paragraph 1. The work of health reform is the Lord's means for lessening suffering in our world and for purifying His church. Teach the people that they can act as God's helping hand by cooperating with the master worker in restoring physical and spiritual health. This work, this work of health reform bears the signature of heaven and will open doors, oh, the gates of Jericho, for the entrance of other precious truths. There is room for all to labor who will take hold of this work intelligently. End of quote. It is a simple thing when you talk about health reform. For those who may not understand, health reform just talks about following God's plan in lifestyle, both in the time you sleep how long you sleep, in the taking of water, exposing yourself to sunlight adequately and also exercise, eating the plant-based diet in the right way, also trusting in God while doing these things and being temperate in all things, ensuring that we are exercising ourselves and also getting in the fresh air. It's a very simple thing but do you know? that this simple thing is one of the things that the Lord has chosen to confound the things that are mighty? Do you know that subsisting on the animal-based diet is like you fortifying the walls of Jericho? 
and that when you stop subsisting on that and also follow the other things that were said like your sleeping time ensuring that you sleep at the right time and get enough of it and also doing the exercise in the open air when you do these things do you know that it is just like you marching around the walls of jericho you are weakening it you are as it says in this reading the work of health reform is the lord's means for lessening suffering in our world and for purifying his church I'm not saying that this is the only thing, but it is by by far one of the things that you can do, the simple things you can do to march around the Jericho walls of sin in your life. We are also told in Councils on Diet and Food, page 52, paragraph 3, when Christ was the most fiercely beset with temptation, by temptation he ate nothing. He committed himself to God and through earnest prayer and perfect submission to the will of his father came of conqueror those who profess the truth for these last days above every other class of professed christians should imitate the great exemplar in prayer that's another weak thing that confounds the things that are mighty prayer and fasting for what purpose when we are fiercely beset by temptation some people fast to get a job people fast to get material things Jesus fasted to overcome temptation. When he was most fiercely beset with temptation, that is when to fast. It's not about fasting to pass exam and fasting for all those kind of worldly things. Fasting is most effective when we are trying to bring the Jericho walls of temptation and sin in our life. That is one of the most potent reasons for fasting. You see, God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Health reform simple faith in god's word in obedience prayer jesus said watch and pray lest you fall into temptation that means lest your jericho walls get fortified avoiding every appearance of evil these are the orders we are to follow avoiding evil communication we are told in first corinthians 15 verse 31 be not deceived evil communication corrupts good manners going again following the instruction in philippians 4 verse 8 whatsoever things are true noble just if there's anything praiseworthy or anything of virtue anything pure think on these things and anything that is not like that do not dwell on it then there is the dress reform sabbath reform this is the marching around jericho none of these things in and of themselves can assure us the victory just as the marching around jericho cannot bring the walls of jericho down but the lord has commanded that we diligently follow his orders in order to bring down the walls of jericho it is left for us to obey and wait to see the lord fight the battle for us reading now patriarchs and prophets page 493 paragraph 1 it says by faith the walls of jericho fell down hebrews 11 verse 30 the captain of the lord's hosts communicated only with joshua he did not reveal himself to all the congregation Hmm. the lord communicated through the spirit of prophecy through one person he didn't tell all of us and it rested with them to believe or doubt the words of joshua and that is how it rests with us today to believe what i just read in councils on diets and food page 77 paragraph 1 or not if you exercise faith in it It's just like the children of Israel exercising faith in the words of Joshua because they were not there when God spoke to Joshua telling him to march around seven times. They followed what Joshua said, believing that Joshua received that instruction from God. So we are to follow what the spirit of prophecy says, believing that that instruction came straight from heaven. God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. I continue the reading. It rested with them to believe or doubt the words of Joshua, to obey the commands given by him in the name of the Lord or to deny his authority. 
they could not see the hosts of angels who attended them under the leadership of the Son of God. And neither can we see, see or did we see the heavenly messengers that were given the words through the spirit of prophecy as we find that we read in councils on diets and foods. They might have reasoned, as the children of Israel might have reasoned, we also today will reason. What unmeaning movements are these? And how ridiculous the performance of marching daily around the walls of the city, blowing trumpets of ram's horns. This can have no effect upon those towering fortifications. And I'll stop and say to us too, we too can say, what good will health reform do? Or all this talk of staying away from reading and watching and hearing things that arouse evil thoughts and saying I shouldn't watch the movies, I shouldn't play the games and all of that. How is that going to help? That is how we also can reason. I continue to read it. But the very plan of continuing this ceremony through so long a time prior to the final overthrow of the walls afforded opportunity for the development of faith among the Israelites. It was to be impressed upon their minds that their strength was not in the wisdom of man nor in his might but only in the God of their salvation. They were thus to become accustomed to relying upon their divine leader. God will do great things for those who trust in him. The reason why his professed people have no greater strength is that they trust so much to their own wisdom and do not give the Lord an opportunity to reveal his power in their behalf. He will help his believing children in every emergency if they will place their entire confidence in him and faithfully obey him. End of quote. My brothers and sisters, victory is assured. Faith is a victory. What is faith? Hear the word of the Lord. Do it. How did Naaman get his healing? Was it by drinking lots of drugs? It was by the simple things, going to Jordan and dipping himself seven times. How did Jericho come down? Simple thing, following the order of marching round. But when you follow that order, certainly you are not going to boast that it's by your power and by your might because you know you didn't hit any wall. You will know very well that it is God who did it. So also today the Lord has given us countless instructions. Since the time we started to enter going close to Canaan, since the Lord entered into the most holy place, the beginning of the Day of Atonement, the Lord gave to us instructions and orders of how to bring down the Jericho walls of sin in our lives, which I have mentioned for us chiefly the work of health reform and other things which we are to do, prayer, the fasting to resist temptation, not fasting to get job and to increase your wealth. Then there is also Sabbath reform, dress reform, avoid every evil, every appearance of evil, stay away from every evil communication. The Lord himself said, watch and pray lest you fall into temptation. If we follow these orders, victory is assured for us. All these things were written for our learning, that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. I hope you are encouraged. Now, take hold of the work that the Lord has given to you. Follow his orders in the simple things he has told us to do, especially in the work of health reform. Find out what health reform means. Go and read the book, Councils on Diet and Food. Read the book, Healthful Living, and then you will find out your orders. Read the book, Prayer. Then you will know. Read the word of God and follow his instructions, his orders. Victory is assured. Let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, thank you for being an invincible ally to us. Thank you, Lord, 
that though we have the org of Bashan coming in our hearts, though we have the Jericho walls in us with its vice and idolatry going on in our minds, we know that victory is assured if we follow the simple orders that you give to us. Lord in heaven, help our unbelief. Some of us struggle to believe these things. Some of us look like like we just read now, we ask the question, what is what unmeaning movements are these? And how ridiculous the performance of taking health reform and praying and fasting and also of doing the work of avoiding every appearance of evil. Some of us may be wondering, these are just unmeaning things. How will it give us the victory? Lord, please increase our faith and help us to trust your word. Help us, Lord, that we may perseveringly do this work of get uh, that the orders you have given to us that we will see the glory of the lord and gain the victory over everything in our lives thank you for hearing and answering our prayers in jesus name of prayer amen